everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, hey there, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and today is the final episode of season five. And I just want you to know I have saved the best for last. And I'm allowed to think this way because (laughs) I think that my husband is the best, right? Uh, thanks, so that's babe. right. Thank you. Todd, aka Pastor Todd, yeah. aka Dr. Mullins. Some oh, of you may not know yeah, that, right? True. He's back on the podcast. And since it's the last episode of the season about the power of your story, I thought we could talk about how to trust God to write a story on our lives, maybe if we don't even know what's coming next and how to trust him on the journey. And I know that some of you out there, you're still in maybe in the middle of a messy story, or maybe you're trying to hand the pen, the control over to God Mm -hmm. and trust him for a breakthrough, for clarity, for an answer to prayer. And, you know, um, Todd, I think that you are probably an expert on this. You know a lot about this because there have been many times that you've had to give up control Mm -hmm. so that God could write a better chapter. And even if it meant surrendering your own plans to his plans. So welcome back to the podcast. Hey, it's good to be back with everybody. Good to be back with you. Thanks for having me back. Uh, Anytime that we get to be together and talk about leadership and life and ministry, it's always a great thing. And there's nobody I love talking with more than you, babe. So when it comes to trusting God to write a better story for our lives than we could ever write for ourselves, a lot of people don't know this, but um, your story, where it started, you would not have ever thought that you would end up where you are today. Because when I met you yeah. in seventh and eighth grade and all the way through high school, you were super focused on becoming a doctor. Right. You were valedictorian of your class. I'll brag on you a little bit because <laughs> you won't do it yourself. But you were disciplined and you had it all mapped out. And there was a time when I actually thought that I would be a doctor's wife. Yeah, sorry right? about that. No, it's, yeah. it's all good. It's turned out great. But I think there were a lot of people that um, that could probably relate to a plot twist when it comes mm. to changing their major or changing directions, changing careers because of something God puts on their heart. And you know, when you've worked so hard toward your plan, it can be hard to put that plan into God's hands. So yeah. this was this was a big deal. Even though you were really young, this was a big deal for you. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey. Absolutely. Well, like you said, I had a plan for my life. And I've always had a plan for my, my life. I'm, I'm one of those planning type of people. In fact, when I was pretty young, my parents started calling me Joe Organizer Yes, because I would have a plan for the family. We'd go on vacation somewhere and I would map out what to do first. We'd go to Disney World and I knew which rides we had to hit at what time. And I think I was like maybe 10 years old right. at the time or something. I don't know. So I've always uh, I've always been a, a planner. And a funny side note, uh, when we go on vacation, there's one of us in our family that loves to plan and map it out, like what we're going to do, what we're going to see which restaurants we have to go to and one of us has a has a well detailed plan and the other person is the extreme opposite yes. doesn't want to really organize anything 
wants to just chill and hang yeah, out. And yeah. so it's been good. Because I, we, yeah, I don't we, know if you can figure out who's who, <laughs> but I will tell you, it isn't quite the same in our daily life, right? No, so no, no, that's true. The when one who to, doesn't like to plan vacation is pretty like... You're very organized with life I, and ministry, When we, when we right? go on vacation, it's See, time we, to chill. We balance right? each other out. I think it's I think it's beautiful. But anyway, yeah, I had I had my future all mapped out. I, I was looking at great universities that had wonderful pre-med programs. And right before the start of my senior year, my family, we were at a revival services that lasted for six, seven, eight nights. And one of those nights, uh, I sensed God calling me to ministry, there was actually a prophetic word that was spoken over my life by a pastor that I really looked up to and esteemed. And and uh, so that led to me wrestling through that prophetic word and that calling with my parents and praying with them and praying with other pastors. And and I, I did. By the time I'd wrestled through that, I realized God's changing the plan, like he's changing everything right now. And how am I going to respond to that? And to be honest, um, you know, I shared with you right when I got home from that that journey, but it, I had to wrestle with that for a minute. Right. I had to wrestle with giving up. Um, was I willing to let go of everything I've been holding on to right. and preparing for? Was I willing to let go of maybe even some of the, the dreams that I had for my own life to pick up the dream that God had for me as well? And I could see where I wanted to go. I just couldn't see where God's plan was going to take me. And I think all of us at some point in our walk with God will come to that same crossroads multiple times. It may not be a career change. It may not be a college degree change. It may not be a call into ministry, but it might just be like God's got a plan for how he wants you to invest your time and your energy or your life's focus or your abilities, or he may want to challenge you to, uh, to turn your world upside down so that <laughs> yeah. you can actually turn somebody else's world right side up. Yeah. He might be calling so you to step into fostering or adopting and you know, expanding your family. Those plans that God has for our life um, are always um, out there. They're always different than where, what we could see coming. And so anyway, when I look back on, on my time that you asked about, I'm, I'm so glad that I had people in my life yeah. that could speak into my life. And I realize now that their influence in my life as I was on this journey at this crossroads, helping me to hear and discern what it was that God was saying to me was so important for me. And um, looking back, I realized I was never cut out to be a doctor. I mean, I guess I could have done it, but um, I, I have such a heart for what we're doing to help people and serve people and help them find the life and the freedom that Jesus has for them that I can't imagine doing anything else uh, than, than what God's plan has been yeah. Uh, his orchestrated plan for our life. But there is a time where you have to go, okay, God, I'm willing to uh, let go of my plan to pick up your plan because I couldn't have done both. Right. I I love that because I'm one of the few people that knew you then mm-hmm. and knows you now. And what I knew about you then was that you wanted to help people mm-hmm. and you just had a heart for people. And so I do believe that God called you to be a healer, you know, to, to be able to um, walk alongside people and and be able to be his hands and feet mm. to bring healing into their lives. But you had no idea yeah. what that was going to look like and what you thought it was going to look like turned a corner. But I love that you didn't take just someone's word over your life, you right. know, that, that someone spoke over. You didn't just change directions no. at that moment. No. 
but you were in an atmosphere of faith. Someone spoke a word that you trusted, mm-hmm. and then you went to the word, right. and you brought in the wisdom of people that that knew you most and that you trusted most, mm-hmm. and that was really how that you was discerned. The confirmation that to was the discern. confirmation to discern. And Things so, were changing, <laughs> right? And how you really heard God's voice for direction of yeah. where you were going to go. So, um, so there's a lot of people out there that might be wrestling mm-hmm. with some of the same questions that you had. What advice would you give them? Well, first, I would say it's really important to remember that God always has a plan. Like, God has a plan for your life. We see this all throughout the Bible. When something would seem hopeless or seem overwhelming or like there was no way to get through it or there was a plot twist, God still had a plan. When Joseph got sold off into slavery by his own family and was taken down to Egypt, God had a plan. God was getting him right where he needed to be in order to rescue humanity. Think about when uh, Joshua faced the huge fortified city of Jericho, and it looked completely insurmountable. Like this was an impossibility. God, you told us to step in and take this land. We thought we were following your plan, and we got here, and there's a problem. Even in the problems, God has a very distinct plan. Now, Joshua had to listen to what that plan was, get that from God, and then work that plan out. But all along the way, we could go Bible story by Bible story, Daniel in the lion's den. It wasn't God's plan for Daniel to be destroyed, but he was put in the lion's den. It wasn't the end. It was just a a turn in the story and an opportunity for God to write a greater story in that land of captivity where Daniel was held. So I think, first of all, it's for all of us to remember that in those times where it seems overwhelming and hopeless and, God, I didn't see this coming, God's got a plan. He's got a plan for each one of our lives. And what I've learned through uh, my study of the Word of God and you know our own personal time of just pastoring people is that when God's people follow God's plan, they experience God's promises. So God's right. people following God's plan are going to experience and walk in the promises, the provision of God. So the question so is, how do you tune into it? How do you hear it? How do you find it? How do you discern the plan of God? And the only way that I've ever been able to tune into the plan of God is to tune into prayer with God, the conversation that prayer is. Prayer is this you know, two-way conversation. It's listening. It's receiving. It's, it's not just about you know, us telling God what we want or what we think we need, but it's more about hearing what He wants and what he needs in our life. And when when we can grow and mature, you think about a child, when a child is young, a child is saying to its parents, give me this, I want that. They're not really listening very much. I mean, they have to listen some, but, but as the child grows and matures, there's actually a conversation that right. happens between parent and child. Think about that with Jefferson. When he was young, you know, we were trying to talk to him, but man, all he cared about was what he was saying to us, right? But now as an adult, our conversation with him is so much deeper and richer, and he's listening and he's asking questions. I think as we grow and mature in our walk with Christ, uh, we're in a place to actually listen and hear and ask the questions and wait on the Lord to give us that answer in that conversation. And, and when you think about it, prayer being this two-way conversation with the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-seeing God of the universe how much more should we be listening than talking, right? We should be taking time to listen, to discern, so that we can get in step with his voice. There are you know, hundreds of voices that we listen to in any given day, different scenarios, different problems that we go through, but there's one voice that we've got to tune into, and we're gonna make the right choice if we hear the right voice, and that's gonna happen in prayer. So really, Understanding that first step is that God's got a plan, and the only way I'm going to get in sync with that plan is I got to spend time 
with God. I love that. And you know, um, we've said this before, but but God has a preferred tone of voice, <laughs> and that is a whisper. Right. So many times we want a shout, we want a big sign, and um, and you can go back to so many stories in Scripture. But He has this preferred voice of a whisper, and I think that um, you know it's because of what a whisper does. Mm-hmm. A whisper causes you to draw close to the yes. one who wants to speak to you, right. right? A whisper, I think about, you know, you whisper to people that you're close to. It'd be right. really weird if you just started going out and whispering to strangers, <laughs> right? But whispering yeah. is almost like an, an intimate tone of voice. It's right. for the people that are closest to you. And sometimes God just wants us to come close mm. and he speaks softly so that we can be drawn to him and he can speak to us in the voice right. that um, that of intimacy and in the, in a voice of, of just of close Right. right and for me to hear a whisper i've got to turn down the noise that's around me i can't hear a whisper if you try to come and whisper to me and the tv's on and this is happening the music all these other distractions i'm going to miss right. what you want to say as it is with god we've got to turn down the noise we've got to be in those places where we can hear the soft whisper of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and there's lots of voices, you know, that um, that are going to compete against the whisper, compete for our attention, mm-hmm. but it's so important that we listen to um, to the voice of God and tune out those. You know, we, we preached a message on this, a series on this several months back, and it was, it was called Listen, and we're going to link that series into the show notes, and I would love to encourage you to go back and listen to those messages mm-hmm. because it will just really encourage you in how to hear God's voice. Just and, one, one more thing on that, yeah. Julie. Um, as we've said many times, it's always worth stating over and over again that God speaks the loudest and the clearest through his word. He That's has right. spoken. He is a speaking God that still speaks today, but he speaks the loudest and the clearest through the written word of God. And we have such a uh, beautiful love letter from God in our hands or on our phones. And so many of us are wondering what to do. And it is all laid out for us there in the Word of God. And God will even use Scripture in the Word of God to help us understand something that we're praying about that isn't maybe black and white in the Scriptures. You can't you know, turn to this particular verse to find this particular answer on, should I marry this person, or should I take this job, or should our family move? But as you're in the Word, the Holy Spirit will use that Word to clearly help us know what we're supposed to do and what God's plan is for us. So always pointing us back to the truth of the word. I love that. I love that. The word of God, the whisper of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and the wisdom of the people that mm-hmm. he's put in our lives. And and that's how we can hear Say that the again. voice of God. The it's word. the word of God, mm-hmm. the whisper of the Holy Spirit that is always in line with the word of God, and then the wisdom of the people that he's put in our lives. Yeah. And that's how he speaks to us. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I don't think we can, you know, we can't negate any of them, right? right. Um, but you know, we need people in our lives close to us, right? That are gonna echo what God says about us. And I'm right. talking about not the wisdom of all people, this right. is the wisdom of people of faith. And I remember when we were stepping in to be senior pastors at Christ Fellowship, when I think about people echoing God's voice over our lives. I think about your parents mm-hmm. because when they raised you, even just navigating through, you know, your journey of your calling, they always just poured out so much encouragement. They they attempted to always echo God's voice yep. over your life. Yep. And and I think that they just did such an amazing job just instilling such confidence in you that that you could hear God's voice and follow God's call. You could do anything God called you to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that one of the things I admire the most about you is your extreme confidence 
and then your extreme humility mm. that God has just, I, I know this is something that you've grown in, but I've watched you throughout the years just be confident in what God's called you to do. And I think a lot of that comes from the confidence that your parents yeah, gave you absolutely. in echoing God's voice, but also the humility of just knowing it's all His. And I remember that there were times just when we were stepping into mm-hmm. what God had really started preparing you for when you were in high school, that there were times God's voice seemed a little bit distant because yeah. other voices started to get louder, right? right? Yeah. And so I'd love for you to kind of share a little bit about that journey because this was, you know, this was a part of the story that we don't tell very often. Yeah, true. Hey, let me, before I answer that question, mm-hmm. let me just go back to what you said. Um, my parents echoing God's voice over my life, such an important point to underscore here for all the moms and dads that are listening right now. The, the God has sovereignly placed you in your child's life to prophetically speak into their life and to prophetically declare God's will, God's purposes, God's plans, God's goodness, God's truth over their life. And so don't underestimate the power of your words. You may think your kids aren't listening to you, but they are. You may think they're not taking it in, but they are. And so I would just really encourage you, mom and dad, don't get frustrated, don't get discouraged, just keep speaking the word of God, speak truth, truth over them. Uh, We, you know, for our son, we put scriptures up on the bathroom walls and the bathroom doors and every place he turned, he was seeing the scriptures. And so we've, uh, we would encourage you to not underestimate the power of that and the foundation that that lays to help your child walk in uh, and be who they're called to be, walk in the truth of God, the calling of God. Um, so that was really important for me. Mm-hmm. To, that builds that confidence, right? right? Now, to get back to your question, you said there was times when God's voice and what my parents had echoed seemed distant because there had been some other voices that had gotten louder around that time. And yeah, I remember that because uh, there were people that were would come up to me, and they were well-meaning in our church, yeah. great people. I'm sure they loved me, but they said, wow, Todd, you've got some big shoes to fill, and I, you know, there's no one like Coach Mullins, and I don't know how you're going to do this. And, and that's all true. <laughs> all true. All, all, all true words, right? There's no one like Coach Mullins or Donna Mullins. They're <laughs> right? amazing people. And uh, and I remember I let those voices um, begin to drown out some of the other things that I knew and the voice of God and the calling of God. And they actually – that and they intimidated me a right. little bit. I started thinking, oh, my goodness, how can I do this? Uh, how I, I can't be my dad. I, I can't do what he did, and I'm not that. And how do I how do I do this? And so there was a real wrestle. And I, there's a scripture verse in Proverbs 25:11 that says that a well spoken word at the right time is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. And you see the beauty of that, yeah. you know, and you think that's awesome. And that's so true, right? So true. Those right words. But I would bet the opposite is also true, that the wrong words spoken at the wrong time yes. are like rotten apples yes. and rusty pails or yes. something, right? Yes. It's not going to bring life to, right. to mm-hmm. us. And so um, I think that threw me into a comparison game. In that moment and that season of life, and that was a, you know, we were stepping into ministry, we were stepping in to take on leadership and res- more responsibility, and I had to really wrestle through with, am I going to keep listening to these voices that are causing me to doubt um, myself, doubt 
what God's calling us to do, doubt if I can do it. Am I going to be controlled by that or am I going to step out in faith? Am I going to be controlled by, at that moment, my feelings or am I going to be a man of faith and trust in what God has said and what I know he's confirmed in our hearts and our in our calling? And anytime you play the comparison game, I've right. heard you say before, you always lose. <laughs> Nobody mm-hmm. wins at the comparison game. Right. It, it mm-hmm. always tears you down, right? And so those voices got louder in my head and it led to a, a time of discouragement and really forced me to turn back to God in prayer. And it was in prayer, again, that I heard the whisper of God that just basically said, Todd, you're not your dad. You don't have to be your dad. Um, I made you you. Walk in the grace that I've given you and Julie to lead in this season. What was needed in that season is different than what's needed in this season. And and I'm with you. As you as I remember, I remember he said, as I was with your father and mom, I'm going to be with you and Julie. And so I had to hold on to the whisper right. of God in that season to reestablish um, what I knew to be true. Right. And 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 the other thing I would say, um, Julie, is not just back then, but on the journey because. Those voices of doubt and um, that we all wrestle with, man, they they will scream in our ear from time to time. Mm-hmm. And there's times when that if when I've let that lead to just discouragement and uh, again self doubt and all that. And I can't tell you the times um, you have said it's been a it's been a text from you. It's been a time you've popped in my office and just you know i I know you were led of the holy spirit but it was seemed out of the blue you just come in and go babe i just want to tell you you're a great husband and you're a great father and you're a great leader and you're a great pastor and like that is just what i needed to hear because i wasn't feeling like that and and your words have healed your words have restored your words have reminded me of what god's call is on my life and um and like the scripture in Proverbs 18, that the, there's power of life or death in the tongue. It either words kill or words give life. Um, we want to make sure that we're using words that build up and restore and point people in their calling. Yeah, that's so powerful. You know, I think for those of you who are listening, what we want to remind you is that God's writing a powerful, mm-hmm. unique story on your life. And every time you step up and you step into that purpose and that calling, the enemy's going to be there waiting for you. And he's going to try to silence the word of God in your life, silence the call of God. And, you know, and, and he may be waiting for you, but it's so important that we silence the enemy's voice that, that counts God out. Right. Mm -hmm. And that we, you know, that we turn up the volume. And I know in, in those seasons, Todd, that, you know, leading into prayer more, spending more time in worship, spending more time in environments where where you're going to hear God's voice echoed over your life. Mm-hmm. It's so important. And we say a lot, you know, that um, that one of our mantras is we have to listen to what we know and not, not to, to what, what we, we fear. fear. And what we want what we want you to know is that God has a powerful story, mm-hmm. that he who began this good work in you is going to be faithful to complete it, that he has prepared you with a hope and a future, and that whenever you start feeling, you know, discouraged or you aren't up for the task, that that God's word and God's people are going to help you to remind you of his voice in your life and give you direction. Well, Julie, I'd really like to turn the tables and ask you a few questions about some of the stuff we're talking about today. Yes, but we are running out of time. Oh, that was convenient. Yes, so if you cannot get enough of Todd, like I can't get enough of Todd, um, we're going to be back for part two of this episode, and we don't want you to miss it. So this has been so powerful about hearing the voice of God so that you can step into the story that is beyond anything you could hope, dream, or imagine, the story that he wants to write on your life. So we're going to see you next time on the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. 
We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, sogoodsisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good. Oh,